This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network for Wednesday. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Jim McCormick. Jim, what are we seeing taking place on the grains? Hey, good morning. You know, a relatively muted trade last night. Corn market was down about a penny. Beans are down a few cents. Chicago wheat down a penny, Minneapolis wheat up. But overall, it's not just the grains that have relatively quiet night. The stock market, the S&P's trading a little bit lower. The Dow's up. The Nasdaq's down. Bonds are down a little bit. Dollar's up. Crude oil, for all the uncertainty going on in the Middle East right now, it's only up about 17 cents. Um, You know, your heating oil price, your diesel essence going down a little bit. And, uh, you know, your RBOB's going up a little bit. So relatively muted uh, overnight action midweek. Right now, what do you think about the crude oil price and how much effect that is having on the marketplace? Well, right now, I think, you know, the price of gas had gone up and come back down. And I think in the broader sense, there's two things to look at crude oil. On the domestic side, the price of gas, we do know the consumer is being pinched. We do know the student loan repayments have started. Um, interest rates are definitely up here. And, you know, there's a portion of the segment of our country is definitely struggling. So when the gas price goes down, it gives them a little bit more leeway to maybe spend money on food or go out to eat. So that's a little bit positive. The crude oil in general, though, I think you need to watch it. Crude oil tends to be the canary in the coal mine for the world's economies. If the crude oil is going up, it tends to pull all the commodities go up. If it pulls it, if it goes down, it tends to pull it down. I think you do got to be a little bit cautious about the crude oil. If this Middle East conflict would spin and more people get spin sideways and more people would get involved in it per se, and the crude oil would have an explosive move higher. That would be a little bit friendly near term to the, I think, the commodities as a whole. But then I think it would be negative because the world economies are so fragile. Chinese economy is pretty much a wreck right now, as well as a weak, you know, fear of a weak U.S. economy. I think a spike in crude oil prices could be the nail in the coffin that pushes not just the U.S. but the rest of the world into recession, which would be bearish commodities. Jim, I know you're always keeping an eye on South America, but what is the situation right now with South America, both especially Argentina and Brazil, and the dryness there that they are experiencing in some areas? It's a little... It's a little bit mixed. If you're looking at Argentina, they are starting to get rain. Right now, there's more rain in the forecast. That should help improve the outlook for the spring planting of the Argentinian beans. So I could argue that's a little bit negative price-wise. But on the other side, northern Brazil, parts of the northwest eastern portion of Brazil, they are still relatively dry. They've also got a lot of heat. They're talking about replanting in that portions of the world. So, you know, that's been a little bit supportive. Southern Brazil also continues to get way too much rain as well. So I'd say it might call it a slight improvement, but definitely, um, you know, some concern out there. And if they would stay dry in the northern part of Brazil, that'll affect planting. That'll also affect the river flow of the rivers, which could open the door for more demand for U.S. products. Jim, let's switch over to the other side of the ag marketplace and the livestock complex. It's been some very tough sledding for the cattle this week. No doubt about it. I mean, we broke out of the gates hard on Monday, had a little bit of follow-through yesterday. Um, technically speaking, and you know, like the Dees cattle didn't quite hit the 200-day moving average. The Feb cattle hit the 200-day moving average. The April cattle hit the 200-day moving average. And we saw some technical rebound off of it. I'm not so certain we're done with the liquidation phase of the market of this sell-off, though. Um, the funds coming into the cattle on free report at the end of the week, according to CFTC, were still carrying quite a hefty long position. So you might have trapped some more long length in the market that just has not come out just yet. Remember, a lot of the margin clerks, you know, you got three days at maximum before you got to get off margin call. So, you know, the margin clerks could take a hold of this thing if we do not get a rebound. I think there's probably some long length out there. 
Mark, that's hoping the market will rebound to get them off call. If it doesn't, you might see some late session selling as people liquidate due to margin uh, calls. Jim, what kind of conversations are you having with cattle producers in a week like this where you see such a big turn to the downside? Well, right now, it's you know it's very frustrating. I mean, they're very disappointed with the action, re- reaction to the, the report. I think how well, you got to look at it right now is kind of catch your breath. I think there is going to be opportunity to get this market to rebound a little bit. I don't know if we're going to go all the way back up to the highs, but that we left that big gap when we opened up Monday morning from Friday's close. I think technically the market will probably try to work its way back up to that gap. Um, if we could, I guess I would start laying off some risk. I think it just shows you that even when things look bullish, things can undercut that bullish scenario. We know the supply is still relatively tight for cattle in the long-term perspective. It should get tighter if we start to expand that herd as we start retaining heifers. So I think you still have an opportunity, but I think, you know, if anything, this kind of shows you how, you know, risk management should always be in play, even when the story looks very, very bullish, because it can change on a dime. And it certainly has changed very quickly. It was not too long ago we were talking about it seemed like new contract highs almost every single uh, trading session. Jim, let's talk about the other side and the hog market and what's taking place there. Right now, they continue to feel pressure on it. You know, there was hope maybe you see some hogs, you know, sell cattle, buy hogs. That has not happened. Right now, the hog market's still just dealing with too much supply at this point, not just here in the U.S., but also in China at the moment. So the market's in search of demand at this point in time. Hopefully, it sets up. You know, I was hopeful that we were trying to find a little bit of support at the, you know, the late summer lows or early fall lows, but so far we haven't caught it. But like I said, we're looking for demand to try to, you know, essentially take some of the supply off the market. We always talk about grilling season at this time of year, and man, it is helping us out that it's extending this year. We've had some very favorable weather for grilling. There's no doubt about it, but uh, there's one thing a little bit certain, at least where I'm at here in Chicago area, we've had a few really nice days. And I know actually some of my neighbors are out grilling because we were up near 80 yesterday. But boy, the uh, you know winter's coming quick here by uh, Halloween. They're talking highs only in the 40s. So the grilling season, except for the diehards, looks like it may be coming to a close, unfortunately. Jim McCormick of agmarket.net, our guest here today. Jim, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch and to personalize their marketing plan? If you have any questions from any of the ag market brokers, you can reach them at 844-424-6758, or you can reach me directly at 815-665-0461. Jim McCormick, thank you so much for the time. As always, have a great day. Thank you. That was Jim McCormick with agmarket.net. It's time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down one and a quarter at 486 and three quarters. November soybeans down eight and a half at 1286 and three quarters. January soybean meal down six dollars and ten cents at 416.80. January soybean oil up 60 cents at 51.25. Chicago wheat down five and a quarter at 602 and a quarter. Minneapolis wheat down three even at 725 and a quarter. Kansas City hard red wheat down seven even at 656 even. March oats down one and three quarters at 407 and a half. On the Merck, December live cattle up 32 cents at 178.95. November feeder cattle up 95 cents at 236.37. December lean hogs down 25 cents at 66.15. And class three milk down eight cents at 17.59. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>